This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Tom Prince, Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is in the house. Derek Kramer producing. It's football season. We are ready to roll today. We'll go through the scores from last night, preview some of the games today, plus we'll have news and notes. G&G Fitness Coach of the Week returns all that and more on Inside High School Sports. Good morning, guys morning football is back yeah isn't that wonderful but you know as excited as i am about football returning as i get older i find myself getting angry like oh you know what that means the leaves are going to fall that means i have all that cleanup to do in my yard followed by the cold winter no i don't want it (laughs) but no i'm happy i'm glad that it is football season kind of like life back to normal I was glad you uh, said that because I didn't. I thought maybe uh, you're still a little miffed at what happened to you last night. Uh, lack of. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we will. Yeah, so, I was not happy about that. Okay. Neither was my son Nicholas, and uh, I, th- I think he's still fuming over it. You know, he's getting to the age where he can help you with those leaves, though. He's going to. <laughs> yeah. He is absolutely going to. You know, and the thing, I was thinking this the other day. I had to uh, take him now to middle school. And I'm oh, looking at him like, wait a minute. Oh. How is this? This is not. Can we please slow things middle down? Middle school? Middle school. Oh, God. And it's just, it's killing me. I can't believe. Uh, I, I was like, where did that little boy go that, uh, you know, I used to, uh, you know, put on my lap and he yeah, was getting big and grown and how old is sammy now she'll be seven in november remember it's i, had, I also fast. have luke too which is uh my my youngest called him lukey for years and he just hit the high school i'm not allowed to call him lukey anymore. no i was just gonna <laughs> say that you better not do that at school dad you're embarrassing me knock it off yeah what's, what's his full first name luke Oh, it is just Luke. Yeah. It's not a short. No, no, it's it's Luke. Yeah, but uh, Luke has actually hit the halls of uh, the high school, and uh, you'll probably be hearing about the mayor soon enough. So, but at least he's got you know he's got the experience of his older brother to oh. to, to go on, and We've this got, is what you do. This is what you don't do. I don't know if you saw on Facebook, but we have a, a incredible picture of his older brother Jordan walking him down the hall, showing him the way, and it's from behind. And you got Jordan and Luke walking down the hallways, and he's showing them the way in the hallways. That's too cool. It was like the passing of the torch. Right. All day. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom, Tom, you get the same effect. Like, man, where did time go? Oh, it goes by. It does. It blink of an eye. It's it's all of a sudden. Probably in your mind, you still see them playing little league uh, sports. I still look at it as I remember when. I first moved here, and my oldest, Zachary, was eight years old, and we're we're, we're talking about playing uh, machine pitch and 
and coach pitch baseball, and that's how this whole thing started. It's crazy. You know what he said? Right now, here's uh, Luke walking down the hall, and here's Jordan. Well, before you know it, here's Jordan, and here's There's Luke, Luke way up here. <laughs> so brace yourself, yeah. Tom, because oh, the and younger ones seem to grow a little bit bigger than the older ones. And, and, and this is the year. the uh, Both Zachary and my two older ones shot up between freshman and sophomore year. So this is the year we start to see the shoot-up. It'll happen before we know it. Yeah, it's, it's truly amazing, and it's also a blessing and uh, we do love every second of it. Uh, let's get into news and notes, guys. Francis, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, there was a transfer this week. David... I'm shocked! <laughs> Stop! David Morgan Jr. and his younger brother Antonio uh, decided to leave St. Joe's. They're going to Kenmore West. And then O'Hare, unfortunately, because of numbers, decide, um, did forfeited their first game of the season, which was supposed to be today. You know, here's my concern and with uh, Cardinal O'Hara, is that I'm hoping that it's not turning into a, a Niagara Catholic all over. You know, where we saw that scenario where Niagara Catholic uh, started to struggle to get numbers, and then you know had to miss games, and uh, sooner next thing you know, they had no team and then no school. And I'm really worried about their basketball program still pretty strong. So yeah, but I think you don't have to have the numbers in basketball that you do in football. But my point is, is that uh, obviously, it, well, I should say obviously because I don't know what the enrollment is like, or if it's just kids not playing sports. Because we did see that uh, for the first time in I don't know how many years, we had a 10 percent drop in participation yeah. amongst for high school sports. So you know, the question that goes out there for Colonel O'Hara is it uh, enrollment issue or kids just not playing sports i think it may be some kids not playing football i from what i understand this is the first year that no basketball player has not played football there's been some correlation they've had some key injuries too which helped them not be able to get some kids up and running for that first game they're coming off an incredible season last year too i mean you got to remember they won the small Right, small division last year. Coach is doing a great job uh, yeah. with that program. I, I, I just think this happened to be a couple fluke things that are unfortunately right. went against their so. way, and that, that we'll see them come back. Good. I really hope so because you know O'Hara long storied history, and you know I'm thinking back to the Mike Manfredo, Dane Hightower days uh, of the early '80s. So I hope that they that they back Tom Prince. News and notes from you. Yeah, so I'm excited to have a big announcement. You know me, I'll be talking baseball as long as I can, but we're going to go down the baseball route again. We will be announcing May 2nd, we are going to have Western New York Athletics Day, which we will hold in conjunction with Niagara Falls High School. We'll be running both fields for one day on Saturday, May 2nd. Ten games will be held that day. 20 teams will be highlighted on May 2nd at Niagara Falls High School, where we'll have some of the best matchups in Western New York play. That's outstanding. Thank you to Mark Laurie and the district. By the way, Nick has uh, Mark's son for homeroom this year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pray for good weather that day, man. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, uh, is there, absolutely. Is there uh, like a May 3rd rain date or anything uh, like nothing that? Nothing that we've officially worked out yet. Hopefully that'll be hot. But then again, May 3rd means Sunday. They may not be able to play on Sundays, so we've got to be careful with the whole Sunday thing. Why too. not? Because, because of the rules? Yeah, because of the well, whole. Well, if they don't play Saturday, wouldn't that rule not count? Well, it, like I said, they it still all have depends. to lift the rule. Yeah. They still have to lift the rule. They still have to lift it before you can play on Sundays. The state I thought, has to oh, lift it's it. more than just consecutive days. So yeah, it's actually it's, you can't play Sunday? There's it, there's all quirky things into play. So, I mean, we haven't. I haven't 
gone down that road fully yet to say that it well, is. Well, you know, I hate to be devil's yeah. advocate, but still. Oh, no, no, we still. get it. Listen, we're, we're in Western New York. Weather could happen at any time. Sure. I 100% get it, and I'm sure we will. The whole thing for this date at this point was one of two things. One, we wanted to get past the Florida trips that make sure Florida was over with, and I didn't want it too late in the season to the point where people start panicking about rain dates and say, hey, listen, we can only play our conference right now because right. we got to get exactly. our conference games yeah, in. That was the other so, thing I was yep. going to bring up. Which Good is point. why May 2nd is the day of the choice. It's early enough. It's just past the time where we worry about uh, the Florida trips and early enough that we don't panic about conference play. Well, I think I know what I'm going to be doing. I'll be parked <laughs> myself there and enjoy some uh, some great baseball. Uh, Roger, you had something for news Just and notes? I want to mention, uh, and the name escapes me now, another one of my senior hours. I don't have senior moments anymore. It's now hours? Anthony, they're senior hours. Got it. Uh, the gentleman who left Park School as a sophomore uh, the year before last and went to play basketball at a prep school, now he's coming back and he's re-enrolling in Park and there's some question whether he will be eligible to play basketball this year because some schools are considering, hey, he can't transfer in as a senior and he's not eligible to play Monsignor Martin. Well, it's not like he went to, you know, Canisius or Riverside or wherever two years ago. He left town. He came back to the same school. Again, uh, there's still the jury's out on that one as to whether he'll be allowed to play basketball his senior year. Interesting. As, as I mentioned, G&G Fitness Coach of the Week returns. If you want to nominate a coach, you remember you can go to livefit.com and we will uh, put the, your, your nomination in there. And this week's winner is going to go to Lackawanna boys soccer coach Abdul Salam Norman. He has the Steelers off to now a 4-0 start. If you remember when we were previewing soccer, Rich Kozak was uh, saying watch out for the Steelers. Really good soccer program there. Now, I'm going to lay this one on you, Raj, and I know you're going to beat me up for it, but that's okay. I've brought this up a couple of years ago, something that, and it was just, we were goofing around one Saturday morning and and uh, threw this out there. NASA, the governing body, as you know, I coach football, Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. We are a member of NASA, uh, one of the largest organizations, Little League organizations in the Northeast. Well, for the 2019 football uh, and cheer season, NASA will hold a season-long competition between all of the member organizations' concession stands. This is to recognize those hardworking uh, who are never mentioned, the parents, students that uh, work their butts off to serve the fans and cheerleaders and football players. The competition will consist of three specialized categories with the best overall total score winning the recognition of NASA's best concession stand. The three categories are best basic food, your hot dogs, your hamburgers, cheeseburgers, french fries, taco in the bag pizza, etc. Those food items generally found at every stand. Best service. This will be based upon the customer service, the timeliness of the service, the friendliness of the staff, the ambiance of the stand, and the overall cost of the items. Best specialty food. This is based on unique food types that can include loaded nachos, sausage and peppers, chili, chowder, cider, and etc. I've told you over and over about the chowder at Wilson's. 
off the hook. Each of these items will be ranked on a scale of 1 to 5, with 5 being the highest score. At the end of the season, the organization's concession stand with the highest score in each category will receive a trophy. So the concession stand with the highest total score will be named the 2019 NASA Concession Stand Champions. What do you think about that, Raj? Well, first of all, since when did taco in a bag become an ordinary, regular food and all that? I don't know. I think you go anywhere, you'll find it. it. it Pretty much, every concession stand, normally it's sitting there. Okay. Well, no, that that was my knee-jerk reaction to what you said. Even last night, I was at Will North. Concession stand, taco in the bag. (laughs) They had it. And speaking of concession stands, I do have to give a total uh, two thumbs down to uh, Riverside last night. No concession stand. Nick, my son was very upset. <laughs> like, and, Dad, where's uh, the pizza? Speaking of food, would we be remiss if we didn't mention our uh, post activity of yeah. a week ago? Last week, uh, Roger and I were both judges at Wing Fest. Thank you, Drew Serza. Uh, as usual, a great, great event. Roger likes to walk around and judge. I like uh, Nick and I like to sit down and, and enjoy our wings. We sampled uh, 40 wings. Several of which I ate the whole thing because they were that good. And it was a great time. It really was. It was neat to see. What uh, won? We don't know. We're not told the winner. We only get, and we don't even know what stand they come from. Although one I did get to know because I saw the T-shirt of the guy who brought it in late, and that was the one that Josh Allen recommended from Wyoming, Double Dub. They entered in a barbecue uh, category, and it was really good. Derek, did you try Double Dub? Oh, I wanted to try the one that I wanted to try the one that Josh said he likes, and that's where they mix blue cheese in. Oh, the spicy blue. Yeah, Elite. with the crumbled. Elite. Is it? Oh, it was so good. Oh man, I I'm can't so... get I can't get over how good their wings were. Yeah, I'll, off the hook. In our group, the two the two top uh, finishers were Doc Sullivan's, uh, you know, from uh, South Buffalo, mm-hmm. and uh, Booties. This is a place from Arizona. Uh, yeah, I they, remember seeing that they one. They were awesome and uh, went back there. You know, uh, you said that I'd rather ma- walk around instead of sit with you. Well, two of the reasons I, that I prefer to walk around are... Lauren uh, and Shelby Fix. Lauren Fix and Shelby <laughs> Fix. And, boy, they, they are a big help with, you know, only having two hands and all that. Boy, Lauren, she's a gem, I'm telling you. But uh, those were the two, and we went... Uh, we circled back there because he says, hey, when you get a chance after you're done, stop by. You know how many chicken wings I took home <laughs> just between those two places? Because I told them they were our top two. Oh, that's no fair. You got to take wings home? Oh, yeah. Oh, Drew, we need to have a talk, Drew Sirs, uh Wing King. You hey, and I need to have a talk. Anthony, you could walk around and be part of that group. Yeah, I know, but I like, you know what, I like sitting around because it's the same guys, like Shy Guy Sean from our sister station, Kiss, uh, John Anthony, who used to be 102, uh, Jim Fink, uh, you see a lot of his stuff in business first. You know, I love sitting around with those guys and just general conversation that we have, along with some of the other judges that I see each and every year. And, and it's nice because you go over, it's like, okay, I like this, I didn't like that, and, and, and reasons why, and not to mention the joking around and, uh, you know. That's well, what I, I generally like. Oh, I should mention, besides Lauren and Shelby, I also had Tom Puckett from uh, WBEN and, yeah. and, you know, Annie. 
And so, Tom usually does the hot uh, one that he judges. So he goes for those, you know, ones with the Grim Reaper. Oh, uh, the, the one I won't mention. Carolina where, Reaper. But uh, I, if this one was only a medium thing, I can only imagine what their hot version was. Oh my God! I needed a I needed a whole can of beer, which wasn't available after that one. <laughs> All right, guys, that's enough of news and notes. Let's get into the scores from last night and Thursday night. Actually, kicked off high school football season with Niagara Wheatfield defeating Tonawanda twenty six to six. Depew beat Alden fourteen to six. Let's see, Orchard Park over Frontier. 49 to 14. Jack Sharp looked sharp in that game. Oh. Uh, Bennett. Oh. What? Oh. Oh, 284 yards, five me TDs. Out of studio. Bennett over Clarence, 28 to 13. Lancaster taking care of Hutch Tech, 51 to 6. Hamburg uh, shutting out Will East, 29 to nothing. McKinley defeats Will North, 20 to 12. Star Point edging Kenmore East, 20 to 14 in a close game. South Park uh, poured it on late in the game to beat Grand Island. This is the one I was at, 36 to 8. Sweet Home beating Will South, 40 to 26. West Seneca East, 36. Amherst, 20. Wilson shutting out Roy Hart, 47 to nothing. Akron over Silver Creek, 28 to 6. Fredonia beating Gowanda, 21 to nothing. Luport over Medina, 28 to nothing. Lakeshore big over Eden, 62 to 22. Albion over Newfane, 35 to 20. Dunkirk in a close one over Olean, 7 to 6. East Aurora slash Holland, 26 to 12 with Springville. Depew, as I mentioned, uh, we had Albion over Newfane, 35 to 20. I mentioned that one. Maritime. Beating Cheektawaga, 18-12. Franklinville, 35. Allegheny Limestone, 6. Iroquois over Tymon, 47-18. St. Francis defeating Erie, 50-20. Euclid, uh, Ohio Power, 63. Canisius, 35. Uh, Baker was 9-25, 127 yards. He had 207 on the ground. Ty Parker may be my nomination for co- uh, Coach of the Week uh, with uh, Maritime Health Science uh, be- knocking off Chickawaga. That's a, that was a stunner. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say a stunner. I was a little surprised. I would say because you're so used to Chickawaga yeah. and what they've been able to do late, you know, in the yeah. last several years. But we knew that Maritime was a good team. They held their own last year in A3, and Chickawaga. You have to admit they did lose Kishan Beal. Now that's they, huge. They usually. Are able to replace, but it looks like I heard there were a couple of turnovers last night, a couple of fumbles, so they might have a tougher time replacing their star QB than maybe they've had in the past. But I wouldn't say this is the biggest upset ever, but it raises eyebrows. Yeah, it raises eyebrows. Sure. All right, let's take a break, guys. When we come back, talk about some of the games, get your thoughts of the games that you guys attended to. We will be back with more Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelly-Jury, along with Francis Beck and Tom Prince from WNY Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Derek Kramer producing Sports Talk Saturday 
follows us. There's a whole lot to talk about. You got UB plays tonight against Penn State. The Bills tomorrow against the Jets. AB of the Raiders is a lunatic. <laughs> As we're finding out more and more. Oh, <laughs> thankfully he didn't come to Buffalo. Oh, you mean they finally upgraded him? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, we're talking high school football this morning, and uh, you know we we all went to games last night. I went to watch South Park and Grand Island. I thought this was going to be uh, an interesting contrast. You have South Park, big play. Anytime you can, you know, something's going to happen. Uh, Grand Island, balanced attack. Uh, you know, new quarterback. I wanted to see what he was going to look like, which, by the way, he could run and does some nice things. Uh, big fullback they have. The number 30, he's got to be over 250 pounds. Uh, it was a good game for for the most part. And then... I think uh, South Park scored just before, again, big play. I think it was like 75-yard pass play and point after no good. So they go into the half with a halftime with a 6 nothing lead. Come out in the second half, I noticed a couple of the uh, Grand Island players with ice packs on their shoulders. They were off out of their shoulder pads. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Uh, but obviously they weren't returning to the game. And it was one of those things, you know, it was going back and forth. South Park was suffering in the case of the fumbles, especially in the first half. Guy would break a long run, and then somebody knocked the ball out of his hand. It was that type of game. Uh, crowd was excited. They were into it. And uh, South Park just kind of pulled away uh, towards the end of the third quarter and into the fourth. Just too much big playability. And that was a bit of a revenge game from South Park because they got – uh, bounced by Grand Island in the Section 6 quarterfinals last year. And even though that game was played at Grand Island, that was viewed as kind of an upset for some people who thought that division that they were in was stronger than maybe the A2 division that Grand Island was in. Right. Yeah. So that was a, it was a good game. It was you know good. I love watching both teams, as I said, with South Park, that any given play could go to the house. You just never know. And you can't sleep. The one thing is when you're you're coaching defense against South Park, you have to be disciplined because that one play that you make a mistake, they're going to make you pay for it. And uh, they certainly did last night. Yeah, so I was actually at uh, Will North and McKinley, and that was one of the things I really wanted to see because you would think with Will North dropping from A to A that they should be one of the dominant players inside A. And um, it's not what, unfortunately, that we saw. I think the biggest thing that we saw from Will North that was the shock to me was the size of their offensive line. It was a very small offensive line, and McKinley was able to take advantage of that, uh, especially uh, McKinley Sam Moss. I mean, this kid was probably 6'3", 6'4", in length, not very big, but you even heard him in the in – the, post-game interview say oh the guy in front of me was so small I just bull rushed him and went right in there and it's exactly what he said and that was a surprising to me to see the uh, size of the offensive yeah, line. Yeah you're not going to win north. if you can't protect your quarterback and you can't open holes for your running backs. You know but there were some um, past plays for both teams were ve- very minimal um, but the quarterback um, McGee for McKinley actually had uh, two long pass plays, one for 37 yards that led to a four-yard touchdown run, and then also a 57-yard touchdown pass uh, that was in there. And then their other scoring was <clears throat> Henry Hunter, 
a 97-yard kickoff return to start the second half to give them their 20 points. And uh, you, the final was 20-12 to 12 in this game. McKinley, though, watch out for a couple of the kids here. Takeo Funderburk is the name. Watch this kid. He uh, is, plays both sides of the ball. Probably one of the smallest kids on the field. Had unbelievable amount of tackles. Was in on every play. Every time you heard the name, you heard it come over the loudspeaker of him in on a tackle. <clears throat> and then he's on playing offense at the same time. And he was one of those big catches that we talked about too. Uh, plus running the ball. This kid was, it, it is absolutely legit. And then the other one, when I was talking about Sam Moss here, Sam Moss blocked a field goal at one point, recovered a um, kickoff fumble, recovered a fumble also in the game, was in the backfield almost every other play. You'd see him standing in the backfield. And if he wasn't stopping or making the play himself, he was standing there waiting for somebody. So the kid had to return or turn direction, go the opposite direction, and then boom, he's getting hit by, by one of his other teammates. So, I mean, it will it will very well see what the future looks like for McKinley. I like their speed. I think they've got to get a little more consistent on their pass play. Liked actually what I saw from their line because they gave their guys enough time to run the ball. McKinley could be a surprise this year. Sure, sure. Roger. Yeah, I went to two games. I went Thursday night to uh, North Tonawan. Just about everybody and their mother was at that game because it was the only game in town with the postponement of uh, uh, timing at Iroquois. Uh, I believe uh, it was, what, uh, September 5th? But I thought it was June 14th because it looked like Flag Day. So many flags on that uh, game. Uh, took away the flow. Uh, North, uh, I you like, actually hate uh, watching a game that's, yes. that's penalty riddled. It's, it's, it's tough to get into it. I like the I like Niagara Wheatfield a lot. Uh, Francis, tell me what you just told me on the break about uh, Mr. Lysiak. Yeah, Miss. Yeah, Matt Lysiak. Uh, so he returns the opening kickoff for a touchdown, which there were you, three. He of had them. never played football before. That's yeah, yeah. Football. I wanted my yeah. Point. He returned. Yeah, he returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, which I believe there were three of them <laughs> this weekend so far. He caught another touchdown, and then he had a pick to kind of seal the game at the end. And again, that was his first ever game of organized football. It's a like, oh, senior, guy, right? yeah, baseball guy. You should be familiar with him. Tom. I knew the name right when he said it. Absolutely, <laughs> no doubt about it. I I, I will say is uh, Niagara Weefield is we you know we've been talking to them for two years as that surprise team. Like we're waiting to see them really break out. What'll be probably tough for them is their one out of conference game. Is against a double A school in Orchard Park, so it'll see that you know it'll see what happens for the rest of the but season. But that won't affect their playoff standings no, anyway. But it'll, but, so but it'll, it'll be a good barometer. Absolutely, that's exactly what and I was a chance for, to get barometer. better. And this oh, no was doubt. after they graduated so that strong senior class with Jordan Parks, with right. Jake DeWolf, that it looks like they can carry some of that momentum that they had been building really over the past three four years, which is key for Russ Nixon. You know, to talk about, I mean, we, not that I want to change gears, but what about Orchard Park? I mean, we heard when we were here during the seven-on-sevens at Lancaster, hands down one of the best quarterbacks that stood out was Jack Sharp. Mm-hmm. And Jack comes out first game and does exactly what he needs Five to do. Five TDs. But even listen to, li- li- listen to the throws, right? 24 of 29. 
right? It wasn't like, I mean, he connected all over the place. Sure. 24 of 29, 290-some yards, five touchdowns. Jack Sharp is showing, I'm going to be a Conley Cup contender. I'm going to have Orchard Park in this. Watch what I can do. That's the kind of start you want for Orchard Park. Absolutely. The other game I went to last night, I went to uh, Springville for the East Aurora game at Springville. It's uh, four. Uh, East Aurora goes ahead fourteen to six late in the first half. They kick off and uh, Springville gets the ball on about their thirty yard line with less than a minute to go. Instead of just playing conservative and all that, they uh, tried to throw a pass. It was intercepted. <coughs> Excuse me. East Aurora scores a third touchdown with two seconds left and a half. Now it's a two-possession ball game. And to me, for all practical purposes, that game was over. Uh, East Aurora, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, they had a young man named uh, Staniszewski. His kid brother, who uh, I'm going to nominate him for a trench trophy. He looks real good. Offensive guard, I believe he's plays a linebacker on defense but uh uh my uh he'll be my nomination this week for a trans trophy uh an award, weekly award my two surprises of the day i would say is one lakeshore putting up 62 points in a i was game, just gonna right? bring that's, up that that's number one i think was my biggest surprise not that they won about the amount of points that were put up you know i had the chance to watch them last year uh i think it was against Luport. And they showed flashes. They showed like you know they they could make some things happen, and uh, so obviously they had a good off season and and really developing that team. Well, you had Coach Dan Russell going into his first full off season. It's his second year, and he brought a new life and culture into that program. And he felt really good about this team going into this year. Quick stats from that last night: Mike Neary, their QB, rushed for 194 yards. Three TDs, and he went eight for twelve for one hundred eighty-four yards and three Ds, only one pick. Gavin Mandel four catches, one hundred eleven yards, one TD, and then Jordan Kosnick led the team in tackles with eight. Very and uh, the other thing about that, they are in the B one division with Chicktawaga, and with Chicktawaga maybe not being as strong and Lakeshore being a surprise, those two may be the front runners as far as receiving the two uh, playoff positions from. Uh, B1, and also Lakeshore's win last night was a considered one of the crossover games. So if they do finish first or second, that game would be to their advantage as far as where they're seated, whether out of the top of the four top teams or the four second place teams. So those games like that are just as, almost as important. Sure. Yeah. And it. All right, and the game I was at last night, I caught the first half of the Star Point Kenmore East game, and I've been saying for a while, watch you out did. for this Kenmore East you team. You did, and they started out. Uh, so for opening kick, Joe Carlson returns to the fifty, and he catches a few passes, gets in, down inside the town, and people are thinking, "Oh, same Kenmore East of old." The defense comes up with a big goal line stop, and then they drive down the field and score. East gets a fourteen to two lead. And it was tied at halftime. Then I guess the second half, I had left, but they just couldn't pull it out in the end. Starpoint was able to score, and East was driving down the field in the final minute. I'm, I'm, I'm told they got pretty close in Starpoint territory. Unfortunately, it was a kind of a leave in the last play, and it was picked off. But 
Um, good Serves effort. you right for leaving. I was just going to say, I want to see how much heat he's going to get right now for saying he left and they went up losing that game. I want to know the heat he's going to get actually now. actually thought he'd get away with that? You know, but I went, I did the show last night. We did the Friday night final drive where we got all the scores in. So that went well. But um, Carson Marcus looked good. As I said, Joe Carlson and Kid, I have pegged for the Connolly Cup. He had a big night. So watch out for that. But watch out really for both teams. If Ken Maurice is able to respond next week. They have a game, I believe, against Williamsville. Not Williamsville. They have a very winnable game next week. And if they're able to win that, they're going to compete for his playoff spot in Class A. Well, they showed that they can hang with a good start point. Uh, team and really make it a good game. I think that bodes well. And it has to, you know, you look at a game like that, uh, even though you come out on the losing end, you you tend to lift your head up and like, you know what? We're hanging with a team that's a, a playoff perennial power. Let, you know, we feel good about ourselves right now. Yeah, it's a loss, but I see some good some good things happening. Absolutely, you can take wins out of losses. There's no doubt about it. To be able to take the next step or to be able to do something special for the future. So there's no doubt about it. I will Ken tell you, Mor- the, the other game that shocked me was the Iroquois uh, timing game. How much? The differential or the fact yeah. that Iroquois beat them? Uh, um, the differential. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I, I think we, we, we thought probably would be a good game. We thought timing was starting to turn around the corner there. I did, would never expect it a 47-18 score in that game. That would be the other shocker that I saw there. Um, otherwise, you saw pretty much a lot of things hold serve. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, take a look at some of the other games from last night and preview some of the games going on this afternoon. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. (laughs) All the things that we come up with during the break. Sorry, guys. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. One last segment. Talking about some of the games last night that uh, that were interesting. And, of course, we'll uh, take a look at some of the games going on uh, today. Uh, we've mentioned games that really, like Maritime over Cheektowaga. Uh, Wilson really looking good with their win over uh, Roy Hart. So some that was some of the ones. Uh, Sweet Home, we mentioned them over Will South and uh, we talked about the Star Point game. Any other games jump out at you guys that uh, you know that you had some comments on? Well, we, we should get to today's. We should mention um, some of the big schools did well. St. Francis went down to Erie High School, which is combined of all the Erie High School teams, akin to if all the BPS teams were were combined to one. Mm-hmm. Um, so St. Francis beat them fifty to twenty two. Convincing, yeah, yeah very convincing. convincing win. I think Ritz really only played the first half. And most of their stars only here's, play the first half. Here's, uh, uh, I mean, you look at that Euclid of Ohio team. They're an Ohio power, and Canisius was hanging with them until the second half. It seemed like the wheels came off, and Euclid uh, was able to capitalize on turnovers. But we're talking, and just you think about how good Canisius is going to be. Everything that we've been reading, you, you know, they got see transfers that came oh in. Oh yeah, God. a huge line. They, they, they got, you know. They, Quality players up and down. Uh, Baker at quarterback. As I mentioned, he had 207 yards rushing uh, on 15 carries, 127 yards passing. Uh, this Euclid team's got to be loaded to be able to do that to Canisius. 
And I think the other double-A ones, you got, you know, Bennett, a big win over uh, Clarence. The MUC saw on the news, DJ Perry, Perry leaped over a Clarence player on a run, and then he did push-ups. Oh, by the way, uh, in the South Park game, a name that I heard, and I said, no, come on, you can't, you got to be kidding me. Another McDuffie. <laughs> I don't know if it's related to oh, the, the sure. long line, but it has to be. I mean, come on. It seems like as for as long as I've been involved in high school sports, I'm talking back when I was playing for Burgard, there's always been a McDuffie. I actually just checked last night. Four Connolly Cup finalists, four different McDuffies and McConnelly Cup finalists. What a family. And one is one, and uh, there's some question at least one other one should have won. But uh, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to Steve since the BCA and my playoffs. But because uh, week four, week five, and week six, the uh, Orchard Park Lancaster Bennett triumvirate do a round robin in those three yeah. weeks. That's fun. And uh, <laughs> and of course we got to keep an eye on Jamestown too. As long as uh, Van Sickle yeah, Van is uh, stays healthy, they're a factor. So I and and I think that's actually that Bennett Clarence game is big because. Remember, with these schools not all playing each other, a loss really you know compounds itself right there. So you've got Clarence now with a big loss versus one of these because not everybody's got to play each other. That could really stand out in the seedings. Let's take a look at some of the games today that are going on. Niagara Falls is going to travel to Lockport at two o'clock. Uh, Niagara Falls looking to start to you know make some things happen, but you know. And and that's starting to turn into a rivalry from when I, you know, talking to a lot of the people, because I'm not from Niagara Falls. I moved there uh, when we got married. But uh, talking to people, they consider Lockport a rivalry. It should be a rivalry. They're right up next to each other in the North and the AA. They play each other every year. It absolutely should be a rivalry. Yeah, because if it isn't Lockport. In fact, we play Lockport Little League tomorrow. So it's (laughs) it's that whole Niagara Falls Lockport weekend. Yeah, if it isn't, you know, if it isn't Lockport, who would their rivalry be? They wouldn't have had a rival since uh, LaSalle Club. When yeah, you think that's about right. It. Yeah. And I, they're still talking about it. I hear, you know, I practice every day. I hear the stories of Niagara Falls versus LaSalle versus Trot. Versus Trot, yeah. That yeah. was a three-way round-robin rivalry. Yeah, and then you throw a Niagara Catholic at the time. Well, Bishop Duffy. You know, yes, <laughs> uh, We you. can really go yeah. back. Uh, Trot never played Niagara Catholic. They played <laughs> Bishop Duffy. <laughs> yeah, and, and in fact, I had a conversation with my father-in-law. We were talking about the old days of Monsignor Martin, and you know, he's mentioning how Duffy was a power and Canisius. Oh, they were all power. That, that was so... Fitzpatrick and, you know, it was a St. Francis. I mean, Francis. schools that are closed. Look at Doherty had the Massiello brothers. Right. Uh, Marchetti, Bishop, Bishop Ryan had, uh, you know, Tom Pasternak, Eddie Dill, just to name a few. Uh, I go on and oh, on. Oh, great memories. Remember oh. the time when uh, Tony Massiello, we had him on, former uh, mayor of Buffalo, and uh, he was going down some of the old memories and just listen. I, I could listen to that all day. It was so cool. Still, how many games? How many games did Tony Massiello had? Six, seven, maybe eight fouls because his brother Vito, who looked like a twin brother, when Tony got in foul trouble, they'd raise a hand. The referee would turn away. Vito would raise his hand when Tony got the foul. The referee, <laughs> oh, God. Those were the years, man. All right. So uh, West Seneca West at Kenmore West. Yep, that'll be a big game. I think uh, the games that you're going to highlight, definitely West Seneca West, Kenmore West, Maryville, Cleve Hill has got to be a big game today. Absolutely. I what also, about the big game Tony's going to? You're going to Pioneer tonight, right? Yeah, I wish I could. Who do they play? Pioneer. No, who do they play? Pioneer. Burgard. 
Thank you. Jeez, what I got to do? Beg Tony? Come and, on. And, and and how about Jamestown? Don't forget Jamestown going to the Carrier Dome yeah. to play Baldwinsville. So that's a big game Talk also. Talk about right a barometer. There. Are you kidding yep. me? Baldwinsville, a big school out of the Syracuse area. And then also in the Monsignor Martin, McDowell, a very good school out of Erie, going to go play St. Uh, St. Joe's. Could get a Is barometer. St. Joe's? Yeah, that's at St. Yep. Joe's. Two but, o'clock uh, start or one? One o'clock. One, one o'clock, o'clock yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun to go to. Don't forget about one o'clock, Tonawanda at Lackawanna. We're going to have a broadcast of that on our Mixler account for WNY Athletics, so watch for that. That's going to be interesting because you've got Tonawanda has really been improving. You know, they, they had their number issue a couple years ago. Uh, they got the numbers up. You've got kids that are really buying into the program. They're putting work in in the offseason. I can't remember how many kids I read about or percentage of kids that participated in their offseason workouts, but it was a pretty good number. And you've got Lackawanna, another one that's a lot of talent. Uh, this could be a good game. You know what else, Tony, that you mentioned, Tonawanda? Now, maybe I'm jumping the gun, but based on what I saw Thursday night, boy, this could be the year that at least the Tonawanda, North Tonawanda game could at least be interesting. It was interesting last year. Tonawanda might be able to pull it out this year. That's, uh, they might I be wouldn't better. surprise me. It's no, not a gimme. Yeah. And they, what a they, gorgeous. This is the first time I was at the new North Tonawanda field. Spectacular. Not that, not that the old one needed to be upgraded and improved and all that, but this one is nice. Hey, that's another one. If they had the high school version of the Battle of Concession Stands, North Tonawanda is one of the best oh, here concession we go again. stands. I'm just, just saying that. It's been know? a – actually, he didn't say anything about food in the middle break, the middle segment. That's so. because I had a, a bite of my daughter's bagel uh, <laughs> during the break. Did uh, uh, Wilson play home this first week? I don't know I if think that they was were a home at game Roy Hart. because yeah. that field is also it's spectacular. Beautiful. The way they finish it—that's another big field. And Maryvale has about. a field they're opening up in a few weeks. Yep. So a lot of new fields that we're hearing about that'll be spectacular to watch some of these games on. Wilson was at Roy Hart. So okay, so Wilson hasn't even got a chance to play in their home field yet for uh, for that new field. Which another great concession stand, by the way. Uh, gorgeous at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raj. I like going to Wilson. It's a fun place to watch because you know the thing is, and, and, and I've I've said this so many times on the show. It's like old time football. It's it's small town. It, you know, people coming out. The atmosphere. Not to mention how beautiful it is around that area. Yeah. It's just a fun place to watch football. And would you like to feel nice and young? Brian Baker's nephews is one of the quarterbacks for Canisius. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Banks was tweeting about it uh, last night. I know he's super proud of his nephew, and uh, he's keeping a close eye. So, uh, yeah, they 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 look good. Um, so it's, it's I mean, you know, it's kickoff weekend, man. It's, this is what it's all about. We've been waiting yeah. all summer for this. Good news, bad news. Like you say, uh, good news is it's football weekend. It's the start of football season. Bad news is that means it's uh, uh, the season of summer is rounding third, heading for home. Yeah, I think about cider and. All that uh, fall stuff. And hey, how's UB going to do tonight against Penn State? Runner up. <laughs> yeah, you think? It's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. I like that. <laughs> I think for most people, the question is what, uh, you know, by how bad Penn State will put 79 points up last week. And oh, yikes. You know what? Go Myers. He's going to make yeah, us proud. Yeah, come on, Matt. Do it up uh, for us. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. We will talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.